We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now what the Knicks need here is to hit a three immediately and then foul immediately. But they're out of timeouts, which makes this so difficult. Randall's get it. Randall drives, step back. Puts it up, shot no good, and that'll do it. A disappointing loss tonight in Orlando, especially the way the Knicks came out in the first half. And the losing streak is now three. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's, um, thank you. <clears throat> this is not going to be fun. I can tell you right now, this is this is not going to be fun. Um, Knicks lose to the Orlando Magic. 111 to 106 uh, in, I don't want to say one of the stranger games of the season. It was a strange game, but I mean, let's, before I talk about what this game was, uh, let's go through what it, what it was. I, I would love to sit here and wax poetic about the fight that the Knicks showed tonight, which they did came back from 19 down twice. Um, Tonight's not the night for that. I would love to sit here tonight and talk about how the Orlando Magic are an above 500 team. Uh, tw- now, 2025 and 23 since uh, December 7th, I believe. Not the night for that. And I would love to sit here and I would really love to sit here and <laughs> start by reassuring everybody all is okay. Um, they're still in the fifth seed by a, at the moment a game and a half although Brooklyn is currently up by four on um, Cleveland we'll see how that game turns out and you know it's a little bit of the night for that um, but even not really because this year for as great as it has been to to climb up to five it hasn't really been about what seed it it, it was it's been about the vibes and how we had what was the first 23 games of the season with the exception of, Oh, excuse me, 26 and 23 GMACs. Let me know. Um, so yeah, they've been, they've been pretty good for about 50 games now. Um, after our first 23 games of the season coming off of a, just an abysmal last season, I mean, the vibes were just so bad. And then, you know, since that, after that Dallas game, that first Dallas game, it's been kind of a magic carpet, ride. Hasn't all been pretty. Hasn't all been fun. Um, and I have a feeling this is going to be the most, um, and negative is not the right word, but it's, it is going to be the most hand wringing 
you know, uh, that we we've had in a post game since the Laker game, which was again, it was like a month and a half ago or, or maybe close to two months ago. So that's really the issue. And we're going to talk about Julius and we're going to talk about RJ and we'll, we're going to, we're certainly going to talk about Jalen Brunson. Um, boy, I, I, there were some, I, I, I just glanced briefly when I tweeted out earlier today that like Brunson was sitting in this game, you know, just retweeting the Knicks PR account. And like, I just glanced brief, briefly at some of the responses and I, I don't know what, if that was representative, but like, the notion that this team for one single solitary second is better without Jalen Brunson on the floor um, is nonsense uh, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Put that aside. Uh, this for the first 20 minutes of this game and really first, I mean, it was the, the, the first 20 minutes but it was really a stretch of time or whatever it was until they, they made that end of the second quarter come back. Really, it was that stretch of time. I think it was like the end of the first and like basically most of the second where it looked like a team. I mean, the beat writers were all tweeting out stuff like making jokes about it as they should have. It was earned that like they look like they just met on a court for the first time. It was it was staggering. Um, it was it was the worst they've looked all year. It looked like a group of guys that like just had completely lost their identity, which is which is kind of scary because when the Knicks were were killing it, especially after the heart trade, they weren't killing it because of talent. They were killing it, I think, more than anything, because as I've said many times, they were a team that knew exactly what they wanted to do on every single possession and they did it more more or less. They didn't always make every shot, but they always did what they had to do. And uh, on both ends. And between the, the, I don't know what was worse, honestly, the defensive, the defensive struggles or the offensive struggles in the first half. And I, I know the magic only put, I don't know what the magic actually scored. I quite frankly, don't really care um, because if they were playing a team like the magic, we'll get to the fourth quarter in a bit, but the magic are not the sort of offense. And they showed themselves to not be the sort of offense tonight that can really hurt you. They scored 53 points in the first half. If they were playing, probably if the Knicks were playing, 15 other teams like that would have been a, a 70 piece easy if not if not more so like both sides again were bad and then they came out and, and, you know and I will give them the credit they they got down again but uh, coming out of the gate worries you because it's like okay you got the lead down to 8 and I'm going to I'll get back to the Julius technical in a bit but you got the lead down to 8 nine after the technical free throw coming out of halftime. And you're like, you're right there. You got it single digits, right? And just like, again, this, it's just something missing. And this is where we kind of veer into sorting the needed to talk about individual players, but so whatever they got down by 19, they made the spirited comeback. I mean, Quentin Grimes, let's, let's, pour, let's give a big shout out to Quentin Grimes. First time in his career, he scored more than 20 points, two games in a row. Really super encouraging sign. Um, and not for for guys, you know, I'm sure Kevin Danishevsky, even though he's sad tonight, is, there's a part of him that's smiling because his boy is, is blowing up. Um, people who have believed in Quentin Grimes for a while, your faith has been rewarded because this is what this guy could do. And quite frankly, who's to say that they're, that, you know, 
this meat on the bone hasn't been there for a while. And it's just by virtue of the fact that he is on a team where he doesn't get a lot of usage that it's taken a while to come out. So, but great stuff from Grimes, great bounce back from quickly, quickly could not hit the far side of the, of a barn in the first half. I don't want to praise quickly too much because for as great as he was in the third quarter and he was phenomenal. Um, he was, I mean, he was just very, he contributed to why they were losing as much as they were losing in the first half. Um, just, just very, very, very off. You hope we hope we hope that that third quarter performance quickly kind of found himself, and now he's going to hit his hit the home stretch, um, being more of the guy that hopefully hasn't played himself out of six man of the year with how he's performed of late. We'll see. So they made the big spirit to come back, and then you know poetic justice. I don't know. Well, let's see. We could do some quick math right here and right now. Um, so the magic in the fourth quarter, seven of eight from three. Um, just fitting. Uh, so they shot 13 of 32 for the game. So they shot just over 40%. How funny is that? Cause I tweet, I sent it out in the Substack chat earlier today that the magic are like, I think they're 13 and six this year when they shoot above 40% from deep. So you could mark down another win in that column. But before the fourth quarter, the magic were um, six, of 24 for three for three and then they were and then they hit more threes in the fourth quarter than they hit the entire previous game and that is the part that is fitting because and that is the part i think even more so than any of the individual performances that we saw the fact that this team that when they have been at their best this year as i'm looking up and i see the nets are now up 10 um make that eight uh when they have been at their best this year they have ultimately been able to win games with defense. Not great defense, but defense that has been just good enough. And like, I'm, I, I kind of want to give him a pass on some of those in the fourth quarter because like you're giving up threes to guys that you kind of feel comfortable taking the threes like Paolo, you know, and then at the same time, it's like, why are you, why are you helping off of those guys in the first place? It's because you're just not, you're not bearing down strong enough to stop the initial penetration. And that was the problem in the Miami game. And God knows that was the problem in the Minnesota game. And that's generally been their problem when they, you know, when their defense falls apart, it's because it's the point of attack. And I can't blame it on Jalen Brunson tonight. Cannot blame it on Jalen Brunson tonight. You want to tell me, Oh, Deuce McBride. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get some, some, some blame Tibbs stuff because, um, you know, Deuce McBride only, uh, only played however many minutes he played. Um, I, I look Emmanuel quickly, Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, and theoretically RJ Barrett. In theory, in theory, those guys should all be positive perimeter defenders. And putting Barrett aside, because I'm obviously being a little facetious with him, um, the other three have been great defenders all year. So, like, you know, and it wasn't all Julius Randle either. So, it, it, I, well, again, we're going to get to Julius. Let's get to Julius now because we're burying the lead here. So Julius Randle, um, my God, what a what a what a what a maddening player! Uh, it's incredible. Two, two, what was it? Five five days ago, third most points in Nick history, and then he comes out tonight and is just really bad, not hitting shots, kind of taking some 
it's like what like we I've praised him many times in past games where it's like, you know, what's great about Julius this year when he starts out and he's not hitting the three, he goes away from it and he figures out other ways to score. Didn't happen tonight. If anything, he leaned more. He's like, oh, I don't got it tonight. You know what? I'm going to keep flinging away. And the shots just kept missing by more and more. That was disconcerting. The overall effort level that he gave was disconcerting. And then and look, I'm sure he's not getting the calls that he. I don't did his, does he deserve more calls? I, I'm not going to sit here and comment on it. To lose your cool, I think it was his third straight game with the Tech. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong on that. As you I mean, when your when your teammates try to get you away, and within a few seconds, like they're they're like, I mean, you looked at quickly, especially when he was trying to pull Julius away, and within a couple seconds, quickly he was like, "This is a lost fucking cause." And then eventually Julius got the tech and walked away and then quickly get went back to him. And then Julius started losing it on quickly. It was very reminiscent of the Evan Fournier scene um, going into, I think that was game also was going into halftime last year, if I recall correctly, or it was at the end of a quarter or something. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me that a month ago I was reading articles in which this, this same guy was saying, was talking about how important it was for him to get his mental right this year. and that is clearly still an issue. Now, there's going to be a lot of nasty things said about Julius. I have a feeling in this post game and we're going to have th- this team now has three days off, which I'm not. I actually kind of think is a good thing. I feel like they need to get away and like just kind of recalibrate and whether how close other teams, you know, the Miami or Boston or Brooklyn or whoever gets to them in that time frame. We'll see. But. Like there's going to be a lot of conversation, which I will not be taking Pardon, but tonight, just tonight on this, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of negativity. And look, that's that's earned because this is not the first time, or second time, or fifth, or twelfth, or eighteenth time that we've seen stuff like this from Julius. I just, he's our guy, and I know not everybody shares that opinion. I know that there are people out there who, even as he has rebounded in back into All NBA form, were never really all the way back in. Or people that were kind of back in, but they kind of wanted to have one foot out just in case. And now here's the just in case. Look, not a perfect player, not a perfect human being. None of us are. And I understand he's a professional athlete and more is required and more is expected. And when you're the leader of a team, as as I forget if it was Breen or Clyde that said it, coming out of the coming out of halftime, like you're the leader. You're the leader. And that's why, again, going back to Jalen Brunson, forget what he does on the floor. Jalen Brunson's their leader. And that's another reason why you miss him is because you can only lead so much wearing sweatpants on the sidelines. But I digress. Um, Julius just needs to be better. And this is going to continue to be his challenge moving forward. I completely think that last season's evaporation into a puddle had nothing to do with a skill issue or even a conditioning issue like has been kind of alluded to at times is all above the neck. This guy, when he's right, he's one of the 15 or 20 most talented players in basketball. And when he's not, he could sink your team. You just got to roll with it. Um, And it's it's tough, but that's kind of what I want to say about it. And like, look, the probably the most disappointing part to me was he came out in the third quarter where and I felt like his head was nowhere near the game. Now, he checked out, he checked back in, and I thought he was a little bit more into it after that in the fourth quarter. Not good enough. And I, I'm, 
he deserves any criticism for tonight, but like I I'm not I'm not selling my my Julius Randle stock because of this game or even because of the last game. It's he's just not in a great place right now. It happens. It's unfortunate. Um RJ. Uh, RJ Barrett. <sighs> what are we gonna do? Um I thought the the s- smartest thing that was said and I was asked about it last night or after the Miami game. And I, of course, fumbled my words around it because I am not as good at this as, as um, others, but uh, about RJ only took 13 shots, right? Why didn't he take more shots? And Benji, I think it was either late last night or today, Benji Ritholtz was like to all the people who were screaming, RJ Barrett needs to score more or take more shots. Not sure if that was the conclusion to draw from last night. And tonight, RJ was three of 12. And one of those I do want to add was on a, I think it was Josh Hart was like falling out of bounds and like threw it to RJ, who was right under the basket and just put it in uh, with five turnovers, uh, three assists. And he was uh, minus 15, not the worst on the team. Obi was actually the worst on the team, minus 25. Oof. Uh, how about Julius Randle being a plus 20? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, RJ. RJ was very bad and I'm not going to kill him. I just like, I'm not going to kill Randall other than like acknowledging that this was a hellaciously bad night for Julius Randall. I'm going to acknowledge that this was a hellaciously bad night for, for RJ Barrett, but I'm going to try to be fair and keep things in perspective. And the perspective here, I think is what we saw from RJ Barrett last night and what we've been seeing from RJ Barrett over the last four games, which are the first four games he, prior to four games ago, he hadn't shot over 50% from the field, which I, I is not a statistic I like to use, but is it, I just, it was the one I happened to look up today. Um, he hadn't shot over 50% from the field two, more than two times in a row. He, and going into tonight, he had shot over 50% four times in a row. Um, I understand effective field goal percentage. Those numbers may, may better and may differ, and those are better numbers, whatever. He, that's his role. That's his ideal role when there's a number one and a number two and he's the number three and he's playing with himself and he has moments where he looks like, oh, wow, this guy could be doing a lot more. Yeah. Guess what? That's what all the best number threes in the league. That's what that's what it is, you know, and in a perfect world, when you're number one or your number two is out, they could step up to the plate. Now, we have seen RJ step up to the plate a lot. Didn't do it tonight, which is another reason I'm not trying to overreact. That said. He was awful. And they got all the momentum back at the end of the third quarter, tie game going into the fourth, and that RJ led bench unit. Um, and it wasn't just him; he's one of five guys out there. But like, he was pretty clearly with the turnovers, and I think he had a missed shot or two. I don't, not not great, not great. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. 
Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest, with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first buy. 
box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I think that's about it. I thought Mitchell Robinson uh, and Isaiah Isaiah Hardenstein, give him props. He was a big part of the third quarter comeback. I also thought Mitch was really good. You know, again, we had another social media thing with Mitch. I'm not even going to bring it up, but like off court, I don't know what's going on with Mitch on the court. I thought he was good tonight. Um, I thought he, I thought he was very good. I thought him and Hardenstein were good. I didn't think the centers were the problem. Yeah. I mean, now it comes down to New York has three days to look themselves in the mirror and figure out what we, what, what we got left. You know, and and it, the last thing I'll say before we get to personal injury report and moment of the game, I have no idea what the freaking moment of the game is going to be. I'm going to need Andrew to to come up and help me with that. The last thing I'll say is this: other than as it's now a four point game, by the way, between Cleveland and Brooklyn. Can't believe I have to sit here and root for the freaking Cavs. Every team in the league this year, I think, with the possible exception of the Kings who just like ho-hum their way along and it's just like the good ship lollipop and all every, you know all they do is win. Uh, no pun intended. Other than the Kings, every team in the league this year has gone through a major crisis of confidence. And I'm talking about really, really good teams. The Sixers for the first like 20 or whatever games. N- n- not good. Uh, the Celtics, the last month, month and a half. Denver, recently. Uh, Memphis. Recent for a little while, quite a little while now. Uh, Milwaukee went through a stretch where it was like, wait a minute, it's like February and the Bucks are like 19th in offense. Like, what's what's going on here? Um, and you could go up and down the line. Maybe Cleveland's actually the other team that hasn't gone through something really bad, although they've had a lot of problems closing close games. So even them a little bit. I understand. Like the Knicks again, the first 23 games happened, and that was really bad, and it was ugly, and it was un- it was unpleasant in many many ways. But for the last, the better part of the last three and a half months, it has been really smooth sailing with some hiccups here and there, oftentimes associated with injuries, we should say, whether it be to Brunson or Mitchell Robinson. It would not surprise me if this was their version of like the, our foot's been on the gas for four months or whatever it is, three months. And they're kind of just. Maybe it's a little mental. Maybe it's a little emotional. Maybe it's physical. I don't know. But just like the lack of crispness you saw tonight to the degree that you saw it. I wonder if that's what it is. Did they pick a bad time to do it? Absolutely. Could there be really, really bad repercussions if this somehow turns into, oh, shit, the Knicks are, wait, are the Knicks looking at a possible play-in situation? Yeah. That would be really fucking bad. Um, I'm not there yet. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. I keep saying it as Spencer freaking Dinwiddie gets a bucket. Um, I keep saying it. When this team absolutely needs a win, they come up with a win. I did not feel today was that game. I, te- I, I shouldn't even say this out loud, but I texted as soon as the Brunson questionable news came down. I texted a, one of my group chats uh, in, that Andrew's on. I was like, oh, they're losing this game. I just didn't have a good feeling about the game. I, I don't think we're there yet. I think they have a I think they have time left. The margin of error is gone. Margin of error is gone. 
but they got time left to pull together. And I don't see anything. And this is, this is the last thing I'll say. We'll move on. I don't see anything fundamentally broken about them. That's just me. It's just me, which I'm generally an optimist with this stuff. I do not see anything fundamentally broken about them um, where I feel like this is just headed in the wrong direction and we're not getting it back. And especially on a, I'm not going to draw any, any, any such conclusion on a night that Jalen Brunson didn't play. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, sorry. That was longer than usual. We'll get to all the super chats though. Um, personal injury report. Uh, which we actually have a personal injury report today presented by our good friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Don't forget, if you think you may have a personal injury case, call the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. One more time, that is 212-366-6100 or visit them at weissandrosenblum.com for more information. Uh, Call for an absolutely free consultation um, they do not get paid, of course, with any case, unless you get paid. Um, so that's important. Uh, and they're veterans, not rookies. Don't 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 go with rookies. Go with veterans. Although tonight the youth kind of the youth set us free tonight. Um, prior results do not guarantee future outcomes. But yeah, give them a ring and you'll be happy you did. If you think you have a case, okay. Personal injury report: Jalen Brunson, um, sore hand. I don't know what the hand situation is. It, whatever it is, it's something that is less than ideal. And I have, a, I don't think for a second that, like, and I know there was some speculation before the game, like, oh, um, you know, maybe they're just giving him a day. No, 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 no. And there's no, there's no days. Not, not this time of year. Um, I think if he could have played. I think if he could have played, he would have played. How is Donovan Mitchell on the free throw line right now after they just scored? I don't know, but Cleveland has a chance to tie this game. Fascinating. Um, Let's hope Jalen Brunson's hand is fine. That's what I'm going to say. Mitchell Robinson also appeared on the injury report today. He played after, and there was a lot of more talk today, especially with Brunson, uh, with Rand Robinson mostly showing up on the injury report about the refereeing last night and all of it was deserved. It was bad refereeing. And by the way, the refereeing tonight wasn't very good either. Just say that. Um, this is, I'm, I guess we should add uh, Julius Randall's uh, injured, injured uh, pride to the, sorry, this, this next game is over. Oh my God. Oh my God. The Cavs just hit a corner three and are now up 116 to 114 with 0.7 seconds remaining. The Nets may lose. Isaac Okoro, I love you. Sorry. There we go. I needed a smile. I needed something fucking good to happen tonight. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, this is Tibbs fitting into the personal injury report on Julius Randle's latest outburst. You want the emotion to get out of it. You can allow for idiosyncrasies as long as it doesn't get in the way of winning. Nothing gets in the way of winning. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Moment of the game. I'm going to need uh, the GMAC up here because at this point, I'm ready to put that Isaac Okoro three is the moment of tonight. Real talk. I've got it on and thought the same thing. It's like, oh, the one positive outside of Quentin Grimes that happened tonight. After I need- Donovan missed the, missed the free throw. Missed the free throw. Exactly. Um, I need to start with uh, a moment of reflection on myself to make this completely self-involved. Um, 
I apologize, everybody, because the people John was subliminally mentioning about like, oh, we're better off without Brunson. I did not go that far that they're better off without Jalen Brunson. All I said was like, oh, the defense might actually be a little bit better tonight because we get 48 minutes of quickly induce. And I was quickly reminded in the second quarter how much IQ boosts the second unit and makes it better. Every time they needed a bucket and just didn't have anywhere to go with it against a magic team that was begging the Knicks to come oh back in this game. Um, and that's like, like they're going to be, I, I think they're going to be maybe like one or two, like because the Knicks play so much drop, there are wide open threes. I actually thought the threes that were wide open in the fourth quarter were mostly like miscommunications on switches. It was had yeah. nothing to do with the scheme. And then yeah. you add in the fact that the Knicks defense allowing the threes that they did to the magic for three quarters got them back in the game. That third quarter, the magic could not buy a bucket, at least in the second but, half. But that's a, and the Knicks came back as a result of a team being six of 24 from three. You know? But just to be clear, that's why I tweet. I sent out in the Substack chat some of the stats that I did. This magic team, when they don't shoot, I think it's at least 26% from three. They don't have any wins. I think they're 0 and 14. Like they can't, they need, they do need a certain number of threes to win. And that is kind of how you have to guard them because of Fultz and because of Paolo Banquero, who are, even though Paolo's a rookie, two of the absolute bests inside the arc. I mean, you saw what Fultz did tonight. And then, by the way, Cole Anthony, a guy who he's not bad either when he gets cooking inside the arc. So, like, that's three guys right there. Oh, and I haven't mentioned Franz Wagner, the guy who, um, oh, my God, can you imagine if the Knicks had him as their starting small forward? Ooh, we, uh, but we won't go there. Yeah, so, like, they have a lot of ways to hurt you inside the arc. A lot of ways to hurt you inside the arc. And so, like, you kind of need to you do need to try to pay attention to that first and foremost. And it's going to, and they're a crappy shooting team. You're going to give up those shots and you hope they don't go in. And for three quarters, they didn't. And for one quarter, they did. Yeah. I, I got no smoke for really for like the scheme or their process, other than the fact that they missed a ton of shots in the first, first half, really the first two and a half quarters of this game. And then the Knicks said, are talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the RJ thing is, is so, I'm like I'm tired of talking about it to be honest, but yeah, why why would you be? What's what's better to fucking talk about than this? Let's we should talk about this t- t- for every every day. I just like I don't know. Like he it, like Julius is going to get the attention for the outburst, and I like I tweeted it out. Just like yeah, I wish Knicks had one extra point that they didn't have to worry about. But like that's I actually thought he you mentioned that he didn't he didn't pick it up until the fourth quarter. I actually thought he recognized he didn't have it in the third quarter, like shooting wise and started passing more. He had three assists during that comeback. So I thought he actually picked it up like midway through the third when they started mounting that comeback, you know, I agree with you. His offensive process. I liked it a lot more in the third quarter Uh, over the second. I was talking specifically the second quarter when he realized he didn't have it. He kept firing away after halftime. I thought that got better. I did not think he was mentally engaged in the game Def- as as mentally engaged as, as he needed to be defensively, specifically, yeah. I should say. Mm. Yeah. That, that, so you want to do Isaac Okoro? Might um, it's not going to be our moment of the game. I do have candidates, but um, that changes some things because I was prepared to talk about the scenario where the Knicks are in a three way tie on Monday because both oh. the Nets and the Heat play two games, one of which is against each other. So I guess that technically that technically couldn't have worked out. The point is. Damage would have been done in the standings because the Heat played twice. The the cat the Nets had they won this game could have potentially jumped the Knicks um, with two more wins and this weekend. And if you if if people are already looking ahead and really want to get nuts, 
the first tiebreaker between the Nets and the Knicks is division record. The Nets, the Knicks have played all their games in the division, and they are a half game up on the Nets, who have one division game remaining. And that division game is the last game of the season against the Philadelphia 76ers, mm. who who the hell knows who is going to be playing for the Philadelphia 76ers in that game. Now, if the Nets win that game and tie the Knicks for a division record, I believe, I believe the next tiebreaker um, between the Knicks and the Nets would be conference record. I don't know if you want to do a quick double check on that. It is. Are you sure that they have? Oh, they do have a type. Okay. Yeah. The Nets are seven and eight. So then the yeah, Knicks exactly. the conference and the Knicks record are, and, and the, the Knicks, Knicks are eight that. and eight. Yeah. The Knicks have so, that. But, the, but the Nets can tie that. Um, and I believe the next tiebreaker is is conference record. It is. The, the Knicks are 28 and 19 in conference. The Nets are, um, I don't know if actually this updated. So the Knicks the, have clinched it. The Knicks have clinched it. No, no, oh, they no. Have they have to finish up their schedule. They have the lead on it. They have the lead. They on have. It. They're twenty-eight and twenty and nine or twenty-eight and nineteen in conference. The Nets are twenty-six and nineteen in conference. So the same amount of losses, and they both have a bunch of games left against the Eastern Conference. So the Nets certainly have time to to come and play catch up. Um, look, I I don't think we're there yet. Um, and again, the Knicks still have a game against the Miami Heat. Yeah. I know the way they played tonight. Doesn't feel like they're beating anybody, uh, but uh, let alone the Heat team that we saw last night. But again, that's why I'll go back to what I said earlier. Repeatedly uh, this year, they they do seem to find a way. Okay, what um what are your moments of the game candidates? Real quick, shout out Dirty Dancer in the chat. Just had a really funny comment. Like I don't even talk about my exes the way you talk about RJ. I talk about my exes the way people talk about RJ. I'll tell you that much. Um, well, listen, okay. in, in four months, he's going to be an ex. So an we can ex. talk about him. So there we go. We can put go. him in that, that, uh, uh, that, uh, what am I trying to say? Clarification, whatever. Um, designation. That's the word I'm trying to come up with. All right. The five, four candidates that I have. And how do you feel about putting the Julius and one in here? I have it like on the outside looking in. Feels it like did it cut be. it to, to three, but it was also like, do we have Julius on here tonight? No. That's okay. his penalty. No more I agree. game. So um, there was a loose ball that I thought Art Hartenstein got fouled on late in the third quarter, and yep. he dove for it and um, hit Quentin Grimes for like they they stayed with the play. So yep. it's a Hartenstein dive, a uh, Grimes dunk. Great. So it leads to two of them. The Hartenstein block and slam when he Love first it. came back into the game in the third quarter is one of them, Great. and then. It's technically a Randall two points, but the play that stood out when they were trapping down the stretch, a Josh Hart steal that, that thank you, Orlando Magic, for being a young team. Those are the three candidates that I got. It's a, a Hart steal to a Randall dunk. That's fine. Yeah. I like it. Um, before, and then we played the free throw game. As long as we got a Grimes thing in there, um, because this was uh, a certainly a, the I, I, man. When's the last? <laughs> When's the last three-star game Quentin Grimes had? Um, he almost had one yesterday, but I ended up giving it to RJ. Yeah, yeah it's good. Wouldn't it be yeah. the... Um, would it have been the Dallas game? Oh, I... I don't even know if I... I don't I don't know if I had the wherewithal to award stars after that. That's why I wonder, um, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I have All to right. go back and look. I'll see. 